Welcome to Hoof and Horn, a witch's podcast, where we talk about witchcraft, paganism, music, the occult, and whatever else we want. In this episode of the Hoof and Horn podcast, Braxis, Samuel, and myself have a chat with Mary Betsili of Magical Moon Garden, all about the planet Mercury and its retrograde. We even get into the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial and how that not only plays into Mercury retrograde, but Johnny's own chart. Our guest Mary is a midwife, herbalist, and astrologer, all-around amazing person, and someone very close to my heart. If you want to know about astrology and get your chart read, head on over to MagicalMoonGarden.com and get yourself a reading. You will not regret it. Music in this episode by Sharon Knight and T. Thorne Coyle, Estrellas Briantes, off of Songs for the Waning Year, and The Conjuring from Sharon's album, The Witch. Remember to like and follow on your podcast app of choice, share with your social media friends, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Questions, comments, and episode suggestions can be dropped on our social media or email us at hoof.horn.podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, did you know we leave Easter egg bloopers at the end of our episodes? Brianches, estrellas, estrellas, brianches, brianches, estrellas, estrellas, brianches. No somos, no somos No somos, no somos Brianches, estrellas, estrellas, brianches, brianches, estrellas, estrellas, brianches. No somos, no somos no somos, no somos Estrellas, estrellas, brianches, brianches, estrellas, estrellas, brianches. No somos, no somos Estrellas, estrellas, brianches, brianches, estrellas, estrellas, brianches. No somos, no somos ellos. No somos, no somos ellos. Brianches. Estrellas, estrellas, brianches, brianches, estrellas, estrellas, brianches. No somos, no somos ellos. Eh. 
No somos, no somos E.O.E. Hello, T-Rex. <laughs> Hello. I think every single one of these podcasts starts out the same, where <laughs> you're really loud. <laughs> I love T-Rex. How are you? I'm okay, how are you? I'm okay. How are you, Samuel? Oh, I'm peachy keen, tan, <laughs> finally, after what feels like at least a century. Um, tired, but working through it. You know, <laughs> but otherwise in tip-top shape. Mm -hmm. You just went on vacation. I did. I went to Utah, Mormon country. Those pictures were awesome, dude. What'd you say, Braxis? Uh, those pictures were awesome. Thank you, thank you. You know, amateur videographer over here. <laughs> Period. Um... um <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. It was uh, so funny because my type, my idea of a vacation is very much like sit my ass in the sand next to some water and like a fat drink or 10 in my hand, you know, and, and reading because I'm, I'm a go, go, go type person all the time. So my vacations are very much, I want to be the opposite. Mm -hmm. My mom and her boyfriend, on the other hand, love to hike. And my mom and I, when I told my mom I wanted to relax, she was like, "Well, you like nature, so like you'll be in nature." And I'm like, "Way to use my pagan self <laughs> to be like, yes, let's go hiking." So we probably walked maybe 20 miles in the span of like like eight days, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it was beautiful. Oh, I found a river, the Virgin River, insanely gorgeous. So it was nice to get out of flat cornfield, Indiana, yeah. <laughs> and into some hot weather, yeah. thankfully. That's good. I'm glad it was a good time. Amen. What have you been yeah. doing? Uh, nothing, man. Same stuff since last time. Nothing real huge. I did hear that the, the Metal Horse Band is, is very close to uh, completing their second album, but... Other than that, nothing really is going on. Oh, well, that's going to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, waiting on a baby tonight. I'm thinking the storm is probably going to help, so hopefully we can get this done. But I've been watching the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial like a psychopath. <laughs> I'm like, what time do I have to wake up? Let me, oh my God, it's 9.06. Let me put on the, the, the YouTube. What did I miss? Objection. So, objection, hearsay. Mm. Hearsay. Mm. Um, no, but I have been watching it and... It's over now, Listening right? to a lot of commentary. No. Well... I mean, the, just deliberating they have, or something. Like they, they have rested, and so now they have to instruct the jury mm. tomorrow, and they have to do their closing arguments and then it gets turned over to the jury and I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad if they come back quickly. Right. Um, so it probably goes into next week, which I think is very interesting because we are going to talk about astrology and retrogrades tonight. And I find it very interesting what, uh, as where this trial is happening and what's happening in the stars. And that's where we're bringing in our guest for this episode. <laughs> My beautiful friend, Mary. So I have to give Mary like a little introduction. Um, Mary is like my, 
I don't like the word guru because I feel like it takes it's stealing from another culture. But I think touchstone is a really good terminology. Um, we've known each other since our boys were little. I think somehow I got hooked up in making uh, her son's sixth birthday cake. And it was this Blue's Clues cake. And so we first met in the homeschool, natural mothering kind of community on Long Island. And then Mary was a doula and I was a doula. And she's just become one of my absolute favorite people in the world. Um, you know, I don't have, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have friends. <laughs> I mean, I have, a, I have friends, but like, I don't have a lot of women friends. I think I could probably count two. And Mary is one of them. Um, and I feel like it takes, for me, it kind of takes people that are strong, women that are strong in themselves that will stay friends with me. You know, I don't know what it is. It's, it, it's just a weird thing and I can psychoanalyze myself another time, but Mary, Mary <laughs> we is... We ain't got time for that. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be like 10 episodes. Um, Mary is a almost soon to be midwife. She's now out in Arizona. So we are spanning, like we could have been spanning just the Midwest to New York, but we can represent New York while we are in the Midwest and the Southwest. And Mary also is an astrologer. And usually if something funky's going down, I try not to, right? I try not to be like, because everybody's going to hit up Mary. Like, what the fuck is happening? And I, I saw her Facebook post the other day, before everybody starts DMing me. <laughs> and that's where I knew, yeah, definitely more people than me just go, Mary, what the hell's happening? But it'll come up in so many of our conversations, and she just has the brain for it. I don't have the brain for it. I have, like, kindergarten knowledge of astrology. I really do. Mary's good with the transits yep. and the squares and what's happening right now and how it affects you and bing, bang, boom. So while we were, I thought it'd be cool for us to talk about Mercury retrograde. Then I occurred, it occurred to me, oh my goodness, we have to bring Mary on. So here's Mary. Hi, Mary. Hi. Oh, that was so sweet. We love you. you know and yes, like you're definitely one of my solid, you know, you're Capricorn. You're solid, you know? Uh, and you know, I, you know, I love you to the moon and back. You know that. I do. I do. And, um, you know, there's so many... I mean, I could say the same thing about you. Like, touchstone, yes, in a lot of ways, guru, without trying to be appropriative. And, um, yeah. And then, but who's that baby there you guys got with you? This is Zozo. And back on the couch is Kali Ma. What a sweetie, oh my god. <laughs> I'm not sure she likes me. She used to. Now she just sort of looks at me when I walk in the house and goes away. But Zozo likes everybody. So yeah, we're I got two here myself, so and they're already starting to bother me, so <laughs> I hope I can get through this. That's fine. Sometimes Zoe <laughs> barks during it and everybody just has to deal. So so yeah, we were the, we got started earlier, and then we were talking about things the other day. So I wanted to let you kind of where should we start talking about this? You know, we we talked about 
how we're in a Mercury retrograde right now, and and it, Samuel, you even mentioned earlier how it's so cultural now. Oh, Mercury is retrograde. Everything's going to suck. There are positives to, to Mercury retrograde times, too. I mean, usually something will fuck up about my car at the start of every Mercury retrograde. It did this time, too. My tire slightly exploded yep. and ripped off the side of my Jeep. But, you know, it was a time you probably should have... You knew you should have replaced all your tires, like, six weeks ago. And you didn't. Mm -hmm. So maybe you replace all your tires now and here's an additional $300 bill to get this other piece that wouldn't have been broken had you done what you needed to do six weeks ago. So, but there's still, there's still good things. And I feel like you're a great person to talk about that, Mary. So I'm going to shut up and let you go. Do you want Mary to do an introduction of where, how she got to where she is and the knowledge she knows? Or yeah. Like okay. <laughs> why don't you ask her now? Hey, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Mary out there. <laughs> How'd you get to, uh, yeah, I'm curious, how'd, how'd you get to, you know, get into the study of astrology and, and all that good stuff, and, and how you kind of got to where you are now? So, with astrology, it's just been almost a lifelong uh, obsession. I'll just call it an, an obsession. I probably picked up my first astrology book from the Walt Whitman Mall when oh I was maybe 13 or 14 and um, I had my first like actual real teacher when I was 17. I went to her house, it was this older woman in Dix Hill. I'm just saying names because Tamara knows all these oh, places. Um, and uh, you know we sat in her office and uh, she started teaching me how to draw up a chart by hand which I would not know how to do right now because that was a long time ago. Mm. Um, and then I kind of let it go for a little while. And then when I was in my 20s, I picked it back up again. And that's when, like, you could pull up a chart online and everything started becoming computerized. And then all of a sudden there were, like, Yahoo groups and it was, like, completely reignited again. Um, hold on, I gotta put this guy in his. Okay. Place. <laughs> <laughs> so you got a ghost in the background. I mean, uh, hold on. Go. We're good. So yeah, that's that's kind of where it started, and it just throughout the years. You know, I had different teachers here and there. Some of them, you know, in the earlier years were in person because people still did that, and then you know. Later on, there was more and more online stuff, and I'm I'm always learning. I'm still always learning because literally, like astrology is you know as above so below. For every thing, object, like person, place, thing on Earth, you know, there's an an astrological, um, or there's you know something in the sky that mirrors that, and so like literally, you could just keep on nobody will ever know everything right. and there's you know all different kinds of so yeah it just started out as a mistake I'm still obsessed um I mean I'll just you know hours will go by with my nose and like the ephemeris you know I mean I have I still have ephemeris books I have ephemeris on my phone on my computer um you know now there's all these little cute astro apps 
you know, that you can pick up. So that's kind of just where it started. Nothing, you know, I never did like a program from beginning to end or, you know, I know they have those like there's astrology colleges and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still just exploring it. Cool, cool. I think that's very similar to how you do a lot of things, you know? You don't need to do the whole entire blah de blah You're going to pick from what you need and know the hell out of it and go. So, yeah. Wow. So, your learning style is ruled by Mercury. Mm. And so, yeah, I have Mercury and Pisces. And so, you know, I'm not going to learn in a linear way. It's like I need to absorb. I'm like a sponge. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, and I'm going to float, like, all around. And I might start like at the middle and then go back to the beginning and then go to the end and then come back to the middle because that's how Pisces rolls. What did I tell you? Like literally she can put it to anything astrology-wise. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so, you know, in, in thinking we were going to talk about the retrogrades and then obviously more than that. What do you think is important for people to, magical people, to realize about Mercury retrograde time or maybe any retrograde time? Can, can we talk a little bit about what exactly retrograde means? I'm sure there's some mm -hmm. people who, are, you know, don't really comprehend. Yeah, that. so, I mean, I don't know that, you know, what your audience, so I figured we could break it down to very basic, you know. Perfect, and that's great for me, exactly basic. Exactly what it is. So we will definitely get to the basics. Um, you know, going back to like Tamara's question first, like what's important for magical people or just people in general. Um, you know, I feel like that, you know, Mercury retrograde has just become this buzzword where, you know, it just, the awareness of it seems to like elicit like that, you know, trepidation of like something's going to happen. And it's just been kind of pigeonholed into this, like, Think everything gets messed up, you know, and I'm guilty of sharing some of the memes and stuff because they're funny, you know, but there's so much more to it. And what I would want magical people to know is that if, you know, the, the purpose is not so that, you know, to be in fear or to brace yourself or to, you know, not sign anything, but to understand the energy so that you can better do your workings with it so that you can, so that you're going with the flow as opposed to like against the current, you know, or, you know, I think of it as like um, another Long Island reference, but you know, when you're out there in the ocean at the ocean beaches and you're riding the wave, you know, and even if it's a little bit rough, like you're having an easier time and you're having fun. But if you, if it gets rough and you want to get out, that back current is hard to walk up against. And if your back is turned, if you're not aware, if you don't have the knowledge, you're going to get slammed by that wave. <laughs> and so, you know, the whole point is to understand the energy so that you could go with the flow, so that you can ride the wave and make it work for you as opposed to just waiting for everything to fall apart, which is what, like, a lot of people do. I mean, literally, you could Google Mercury retrograde and NBC is going to you when the next one is like nbc the peacock the news people they're going to tell you when it is so you know and 
I think I started becoming aware of Mercury um, in the retrograde in the late 90s, and nobody knew what that was. And now it's like a lot of people, I mean, astrology in general is having a big um, sort of like, um, I don't want to say resurgence. I mean, I guess it is a resurgence, but it's been a long time like a revival? since it's been, you know, a part of people's lives. But in general, it's just becoming more mainstream, more popular. So I think it's a good time to, like, talk about it and, you know, get it out there and what it is and what it is astrologically. And, and you know, we can I can even give some examples of, like, you know, how to use the energies, like, when you're doing your workings, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as as it comes up. But I thought that, you know, we should start, before we get into the retrograde, we should understand Mercury first. Like, really, what is the planet Mercury? Do you guys want to go deep? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Learn about Mercury? All right. So... Give it to us. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Mercury... So, the planets are named, you know, after the main planets are named after, uh, you know, gods and goddesses of the, the Roman pantheon. And um, so the planets are not really the gods and goddesses. If you go back, if you study uh, something called Hellenistic astrology, that's the astrology that was very popular during the Hellenistic period, which is like 300-something B.C., mm-hmm to a little bit after BC, um, and it wasn't just in the Mediterranean, it was really big, like in Egypt, and um, the whole, like, basin area. Um, the way that they would call it is, you know, the, you know, the planet Mercury would be the star of Mercury. And so, it's not that they are the gods themselves, but that they carry the energy of these gods and goddesses. And so, when you understand, if you take time, to understand their their stories and their place in the pantheon, it's going to help you understand the energy of that planet and how it works in astrology. So, um, do you guys want to talk about Mercury? Yeah. I mean, the, uh, yeah. the god Mercury yeah, sure. first, before yes. we talk about... All right, so uh, do you guys know anything about Mercury? Do you I know do. Who he is? I definitely do. I also sometimes equate him with Hermes the Greek uh, god yes. Hermes, but yes. Yes. So, yes, we can even look to some of the Greek pantheon um, when we're looking at the energies, even though they were named for the Roman pantheon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anything Hermes, Mercury. Uh, Mercury is the child of Jupiter. I hope I don't confuse my pantheon, because some of them are the same, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and Maya. So Maya is the the eldest Pleiadian sister. Mm-hmm. She's one of the seven sisters. And uh, and he wears a helmet with wings on it that the god of Fire and Forge Vulcan made for him. And he wears golden sandals that have wings on them, which I think Vulcan made those too. But I think that Jupiter wanted him to have those things. Uh, because he it was the messenger for the gods, and they wanted him to you know be swift and have speed. Um, he also is often pictured you know as a youthful 
person and um, and has a lot of um, that youthful energy to him. Also with a purse or money bag he's often seen with. And, and all of this like kind of plays into what he rules in astrology. And then he also was gifted, I think from Apollo, a staff. And it, it is the one, it is not the staff of, it gets confused with the medical one. Mm. So the staff of Asclepius or whatever, however you say that, that's the one that, that is actually the medical one. And that's a staff with one snake. But even the medical people confuse it. And you'll see like, ambulances or, or certain medical organizations that use the staff with wings with two snakes. And that is Mercury staff. Um, and it is not the, the staff, that the actual like original symbol of the, the medical. So um, it was a magic wand, I guess, that was given to him by Apollo. Um, and the two snakes supposedly were fighting and he used the wand to stop them from fighting and the snakes and you know intertwined around the the wand and became the the staff i want to say i can't think of the name of the staff right now but it's not the asclepius staff it's a different staff so all that gives you an idea about, you know, the kind of energy that Mercury carries with him. So, you know, the whole wing thing, um, you know, is because he's a traveler. Oh, so he's also, he's also the only God that can go between the worlds freely. So he can move back and forth um, very freely. And actually he is, um, I think the, the, the Roman goddess is Proserpina. But I think in the Greek, Hermes uh, escorts Persephone to mm-hmm. and from the underworld two times a year. So, so he's an escort. Um, he's a guide. You could look at him as a guide. Um, and, um, and, and he knows how to move between those two worlds. And he's allowed to very freely, the only one. Um, Braxis looked up the name of the staff. Yeah, I, I was looking for the original one. I've seen it before with the one snake, but I just I wanted to see it again, but it's taken me a second to find it. Not like Caduceus? Any... That one is Asclepius, A-S-D-L, Asclepius, A-S-L-E-P-I-O-S. And then, but Hermes or Mercury staff, it begins with a C or a K. It's the Caduceus. Something like that. Right, Caduceus, right? C-A-L-D-E-U-S or something like that? Caduceus. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, okay. that's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you could even probably Google just that staff and you can learn just about the staff and that'll give you an idea about Mercury. And so all these things are going to be really important when you're, you know, doing workings, right? Sure. Knowing how these energies work. Um, so he also was a thief. Uh-huh. So he so and that's actually how he got and he's a trickster and that's how he got uh, the staff because he he stole some cows from Apollo like on the first day he was born yeah. he like grew up all in one day 
and then there was some trickery that went on and he the one old man saw and he was supposed to keep a secret i'm not telling the story right but anyway he's a trickster and he's a thief and apollo wanted his cows back and uh, first he was trying to play his trickery um but apollo saw that he made a leer out of a turtle turtle shell mm-hmm. and wanted that um and so he let mercury keep the cows in exchange for the leer and then of course apollo became God of an amazing yeah. yeah and so they have a relationship and Apollo is the god of the sun, and astronomically speaking, Mercury is the closest planet to the sun. And so they have a very strong relationship. So in, in the Pantheon, they're brothers, mm-hmm. and, but then also they have this, this relationship back and forth. Um, so that's like the basis. If you know, you know, like the basis of their story, um it it kind of helps you understand a little bit um about the energy of the planet so astrologically speaking you know mercury is uh it rules two signs it's the ruler of virgo and gemini um those are their domicile um it's actually in the detriment in pisces and sagittarius so i have mine in pisces so um and um and in a person's chart it rules the mind it rules how you process your thoughts it's how you receive uh information it's how you communicate it rules speech um your thinking process you know um people talk about like being um you know now it's like uh, uh, people are realizing like you know like the neurodiversity you know like everything that like people talk about I'm like just astrology will tell you about it like <laughs> we already know I mean when you think about it like there are 12 different signs that mercury can be in and then there's all these different aspects that it could be making to other planets like of course we have neurodiversity you know um, it's silly to think that people can just be you know put into a box and say like well you know the think there's only really a few normal ways of thinking and the rest is called neurodiverse right. you know um or not neurotypical mm-hmm. you know like what is typical um it's a good way to look so yeah. um yeah and so he and then so that's that's in your chart that's in your your astrological chart you know how it is for someone personally, the things that it would represent, you know, the mind, the learning style, how they receive information. Some astrologers will even take that into consideration when they're about to do a reading uh-huh. is where is their Mercury? How are they going to receive the information best? And they will use the Mercury to decide how to deliver the information. I'm not that fancy. Uh-huh. I just go with it. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, um, and then, but when you're working with Mercury, um, the things to understand the things that he rules here on Earth would be, you know, all the things like he he rules. Um, uh, well, he rules messages and messengers, people that are messengers, and and then you also like messages. Now we have so many different methods of me- you know messages used to mean like the U.S. mail. <laughs> 
or, you know, or Telegram, you know, and now we have all these different messaging apps and um, the Internet and, um, but, you know, he also ruled the messenger um, teachers because, you know, he's about information. Um, he ruled data and calculations and um, commerce. He rules trade. You know, he has that money pouch. So Venus absolutely rules money and finance. But Mercury rules the transaction. Mercury rules trade and commerce. And so while Venus does represent like money and values on our finances, Mercury definitely has a play in money, you know, about mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, um, because, you know, he's got the, the little wings and everything. Transportation, he rules all modes of transportation. So motorcycles, cars, planes, trains. Um, you know, even, and then also he would rule the traveler, right? He would be the traveler because that's what, that's what he is in the Pantheon, right? Mm -hmm. He's a traveler. He travels all over the place. Um, the other, and so that's why a lot of people are fo focused on like, you know, things break a lot, you know, when Mercury's retrograde, you know, because, you know, he does have the higher octave of Mercury, um, the visible planets all have like a higher octave. So the visible planets are what the ancients work with. And then, you know, little by slowly, we started adding the outer planets, the ones that are not visible with the naked eye when we started using telescopes. So the higher octave of Mercury is Uranus. So Uranus is, you know, has a play in things um, like computers and information and things like that as well. Um, being the higher uh, octave of Mercury. Um, so what else does he rule? Um, so many things. Oh, he rules, you know, communication. He rules, you know, truthfulness or dispute, gossip, you know, anything that had, or peacemaking, like what his staff, right? Mm -hmm. How the staff got those those two, or his wand got those two snakes to stop fighting, right? And yeah. turned it, and now it's like this healing thing, right? Mm -hmm. So um, he rules that that kind of thing. So you're getting an idea about like the energy, you know, of him. And it's more, you know, when you understand the, you know, the stories of the 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 gods and goddesses that the the stars are named after it helps you to make associations so that instead of remembering like a long list of like this is what this planet is like you'll just think of the 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 you know the, the story myth. of that god or that goddess and then yeah. you can start to make free associations yourself you know without reading a book without having to like just shove it in your brain and memorize it unless of course you know your mercury's in a fixed sign and it's you know, like you know, because everyone does things a little bit differently. But um, but that's that's a really good way to get to know, and that's why a lot of astrology or astrologers or astrology books will talk about the the gods and the goddesses in the pantheons, even though they are not the planets themselves. It helps you to understand. Does that make sense? Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. it does. All right. Yeah. Fingers 
apple blossoms and that lingers I will bind you, steal your power In an iron cage you'll cower Add three locks of burnished hair Lure a lost one to my lair I will cackle keen and sing To seal you in my witch's ring By wind and sea and maiden's heart I bind my spell in magic heart By wind and sea and maiden's heart I bind my spell in magic heart And when my serpent spell is cast Your power here will be long past the feasts will be in my name All the pawns will play my game Malice glitters in my eyes As I conjure your demise Long of lash black has betrayal See what lies beyond the veil By wind and sea and maiden's heart I bind my spell in magic's heart By wind and sea and maiden's heart I bind my spell in magic's heart I will rip your world asunder Every corner will I plunder Bound strangers cannot save you Honor dies while I enslave you Snared in sleep you'll wake in chains I will rule all that remains All that glitters is not gold All I need now is that key All right, so we're going to go back to your question, Braxis, about what is Mercury retrograde. So we're going to try and break it down so that people can understand it. First, physically what it is, and then we'll talk about astrologically what it means, and then we can get into maybe different ways to work with the energy so that we're more in harmony with it and we're not going against that tide or being knocked down by waves. Mm-hmm. while we're trying to go against the current. Um, so the planets, uh, so retrograde, it, it, it basically is saying that Mercury, it, or when you say retrograde, that the planets are going backwards. But they actually never really change motion, though we speak about it that way, because it looks that way. If you, if you put it like a computer-generated image and you sped it up, it would look like it's going backwards. And it's an illusion, like kind of like, um, so let me start first. So the planets all go through the signs. The signs all have 30 degrees, starting from zero and going to 29. 
so that comes out to 30. And um, that's important because when I explain the retrograde and the shadow part, the degrees part is going to be important. So all the planets move at a certain speed. And Mercury, and then most of the planets, the only ones that don't are the luminaries, which um, are the sun and the moon, um, all slow down. And when they slow down, um, when they get to a certain point, it starts to look like they're going backwards. So it's kind of like being in a car and there's a big truck or a bus next to you. And if that bus or truck all of a sudden slows down and starts going slower than you, it looks like it's going backwards. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's just going slower. That's literally what retrograde is. Um, it's just going slower. Um, and then... Um, and so it will, Mercury pretty much will slow down or go retrograde anywhere from three to four times a year. And it's a rhythm. It's a rhythm to get into. And this is why, like, we shouldn't be looking at it with trepidation because it happens three or four times a year and it happens for several weeks. And then I'm going to tell you about the shadow period. Uh. So you add those in, like that's too much time to be all freaked out, you yeah. know. Um, it's, you know, we shouldn't be that stressed out. Um, so it goes retrograde three, sometimes four times a year. And, um, and it's usually retrograde for about three weeks. And it's predictable and it's a rhythm, right. So I'm really into like being in tune with the, the natural rhythm. And on my Facebook and stuff, I usually just throw out little bites. Like, I'm not trying to go deep like we are today. I'm just trying to get people in tune with the natural rhythms of, like, basic stuff, like where the moon is and the Mercury retrograde. I mean, people are not even in touch with, like, the sunrise and the sunset anymore. And that can, I think, really even take a toll on our health. But anyway, I digress. Going back to Mercury retrograde. So then... Um, and I'm going to talk about what, what it means in a minute, but um, I'm going to explain the shadow to you as simply as I can. I'm trying not to be astro talky, but this part is so the astrological part, so I have to be. So say that Mercury is going to go retrograde at 15 degrees Gemini, right? And then he's going to um, slow down enough or go backwards so that he goes all the way back to zero. And then he's going to station, which is, means it looks like he stops. And then he's going to go forward again. And he's going to cross over 15, and then he's going to keep on going. So m the shadow of Mercury retrograde is something that is actually a newer concept. I mean, it's not something that comes from the ancient world. Yeah. This is something that only started getting talked about, I guess, in the 80s. Um, and now people have coined a new term for it, which is brand new. Like only the last couple of years I've been hearing it. They're calling it retro shade, oh, really? which is kind of cute, the okay. retro shade. So the shadow period or retro shade, retro shade mm -hmm. is, so Mercury's at zero, it's going direct. And we know that it's gonna go retrograde at 15 because we looked in our ephemeris and we know now. So that whole period from when it's going 0 to 15 is called the pre-shadow or retro shade. And 
many times things that we do in that pre-shadow period can come back to us when we're doing, when Mercury retrograde happens. So, for example, I used to be in sales. I used to sell components, electronic components, because I have Mercury in my house of work. Mm-hmm. So of course, I sold components because he rules, he rules little components and things that oh, put things funny. together. Um, I used to get definitely, not just me, but, you know, the whole company, we would get more return merchandise during a Mercury retrograde than any other time. Now, does that mean that like every order that I did in the shadow, in the pre-shadow period or every order that I did came back? No, not every order, but there was definitely more returns during a Mercury retrograde. Funny. And um, and we'll get into a little more of that later. So then we have the post-shadow is Mercury is in the pre-shadow from 0 to 15, gets to 15, goes retrograde, and then stations and goes direct again. That 0 to 15, the second time around, that's the post-shadow. And the pre and the post-shadow are still have the energy of what the retrograde brings to us. Mm-hmm. Did I confuse everybody? No, no. I I tend to find no. that I feel the retrograde energies the most during that pre and post shadow. Like it really, it's that, to, to me, it feels like that slingshot, the pull back, you know, and mm-hmm. then the move forward. It's sort of, that's where it rocks my boat. Sometimes, <coughs> I, and again, that's going to probably go to where is Mercury in my chart and then how is it affecting me but i notice more often than not it's those shadow times that i really feel feel a little bit jostled i think i remember years ago what me and you having a conversation and you saying like i know that it's over but it still feels like it's going on what the heck is going on and i'm like oh that's the shadow yeah, and you're so like tell me about what? shadows what? what's that <laughs> yeah exactly and i was like no I'm like, everything oh, yeah, makes it's over. sense doesn't mean it's over <laughs> See, my Mary. I am gifting Mary to both Braxis and Samuel and anybody that listens. <laughs> You're welcome. So, you know, it um, really kind of made me think, though, when you said that it looks like the planet is going slower, is that um, maybe in retrograde, we should, act, like you had commented earlier about as above, so below, we should do what the planets do is and just move slower and be more mindful, intentional about these particular things that these planets in particular rule. So Tamara had mentioned earlier about her tire blowing. You know, if you had slowed down and maybe made paid more attention to your tire wear, because mm-hmm. the same thing happened to me. I have like a lot of wear on the internal part of my tire and I had to get my brake axles fixed. Um, $300 right there, um, but being more intentional about taking things slow during these times in particular um, will hopefully help you recognize what it may affect. Um, And I wanted to show you the ASL sign for a retrograde, Mary. It looks like this. So like this would be like the planet itself, like the, it's in its current state. And then when it retrogrades, you, it like moves backwards. So that's what the, sign looks like awesome that's so awesome 
I love that. And now everyone on the podcast is like, what did he do? What did he do? Man? <laughs> what the fuck did he do? Yeah, what did he do? But we can Google. He made the ASL. okay sign, um, and then he moved the okay sign behind um, behind itself, right? No. <laughs> two okay, okay yeah. signs, right. and then one goes behind itself. Yeah. Super cute. I also had a question for you, Mary, if you don't mind me interrupting you. Yeah, no. Um, uh, there, there's that idea that Mercury also rules contracts and contractual obligations and you're not supposed to sign like a new house lease or a new job offer or things like that because oftentimes it's not uh it looks too good to be true and then when you sign it you're locked in and then you find out about it later um what what is the legality part of mercury is would you consider that to be communication or would you consider that to be the trickery part of Mercury or a combination of both? Or does Mercury have a particular association with legality? So I, I would say it's probably both. So, I mean, legal stuff, you know, I mean, he does rule contracts and he does rule transactions, right? That would be a transaction. And I don't know so much like if it's always that like it's too good to be true, but it could also just be that things get delayed, right? Mm -hmm. um, T's aren't crossed, I's aren't dotted. You know, you go through like the whole thing, you know, like something major, like a car thing where like you're there all freaking day, which I don't know if that happens anymore, but I know the last time I bought a car, they had you there all day, which was a long time ago, pre-COVID. Mm -hmm. And then like, something is missing or the bank wants it, you know? So it's that kind of thing too. It could just bring like delays. And so, yeah, he's, he's very big because you know, you're signing. So you're, you're using a writing instrument, right? So that's under Mercury. He rules transactions. You're making a transaction. And yeah, I would say, you know, that he's in there um, with agreement. I mean, just like how, I was trying to explain before that he's definitely involved in money, but Venus is clearly the planet of money. It's like Jupiter is definitely more about the legality of things and the law, but Mercury's definitely involved. Um, uh, there does, and uh, you had mentioned trepidations. Like everyone is so nervous around this time because. Uh, you had mentioned about Mercury being a cultural buzzword. Mercury in retrograde is everyone Everyone knows the table talk, very scant information about it, but they're like, oh no, if Mercury's in retrograde, some shit's about to go down. Um, uh, would you uh, discourage people from uh, signing things and contractual obligations or making big purchases or things like that during this time period? Or would you say just go over it a little bit more, maybe more than you previously would and read the fine print and do it. I would discourage them, but then I would assure them that if there was no other way, like if this was it, you know, then to just, yeah, be super careful, look over everything twice, and just don't get frustrated if it doesn't go as fast as you want it to. I mean, definitely, you know, I mean, because, you know, the world doesn't stop, and there are lots of people that, buy things or you know do things and it's fine you know um and then sometimes stuff happens and you're like oh that that was mercury retrograde you know um i also feel like that you know he's gonna all right so 
let me, so we talked about the technical part. We can be done with that, right? So you guys understand technically when people say it's retrograde, what it means. Yes. So let's talk about what it means energetically a little bit more clearly, because I think this will help answer your question. So energetically, what we feel when Mercury goes retrograde is um, that, and so yes, we feel the slowing down, right? And then um, we can feel um, sometimes, you know, think of the, you know, the RE in retrograde, put that in front of like almost any word, you know, he's going to make us redo, he's going to remind, he's going to, um, you know, have us, um, you know, what are some other re-words? Um, reassess. Yeah, yes, exactly. Reassess and and all that other stuff. Um, and then, you know, so, and, you know, there's, there's been that meme that goes around that says, like, you know, Mercury's <laughs> lying to you if your ex comes back during retrograde, you know. Um, and, you know, I shared it. I think that's funny, too. But, um, but um, you know, sometimes he may bring, you know, people back into your life because there's unfinished business. Just like you said to, to Tamara about her tires. If you would have addressed that, like, beforehand, mm -hmm. like, it wouldn't have been a big deal. Like, you had your warning, you know, you had your shadow <laughs> period, right, where you could have slowed down and taken a look. And so it, he's only going to bring back stuff that's, like, unfinished or necessary, right. you know? Right. And so that's that part about bringing back, like, the ex-lover or old friends, like, um, maybe one or both of you really aren't completely 100% done, even if it's been 20 years. Um, people processing in strange ways and, and, uh, and, you know, letting go is a process. And so that could be necessary. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, the other thing is, you know, Mercury retrograde can also bring lots of retro introspection. So, um, and in a very retrospective way. So remember, it rules the mind, and so it can help us, and, you know, he's very analytical, and so it can, you know, help us think about things. And then let's go back to the god Mercury, right? Where does he go? He goes to the underworld. People are afraid of that energy. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, going back to, like, way in the beginning, when um, Braxis was asking, or somebody was asking about like working, working with it, you know, keep that in mind, you know, that Mercury goes to the underworld, he passes freely. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if there are things that are happening like below the surface, things that are in our subconscious mind, right? Um, you know, things that aren't readily seen, that need to be seen, that are doing under, you know, when Mercury's retrograde, that's a really good time to, like, ask for it to be revealed. Makes sense. Um, you know, you could do it in the shadow. I mean, if I was going to ask for something to be revealed, I maybe would do something during the retrograde and wait for the post-shadow, right? Right. As right. he's coming out. Um, and so, yeah, that's really big. I mean, he he not only guides Persephone, but he, he also guides... Um, souls he guide, guides the souls of the dead there that's his job mm -hmm. uh, Persephone and uh, Proserpina or Proserpine mm -hmm. 
I don't know, however, I think she has a couple of different yeah. names. Um, it's just one person that he guides, but he, he, that's actually his job is to guide the souls of the dead to the underworld. And so, you know, when Mercury grows retrograde, if you connect with it in that way, it also kind of, I don't know, it makes me look at Mercury with the, uh, you know, the, the planet and the retrograde period with a little more reverence, you know, sure. that, 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 you know, going on. And, um, and so, so yeah, so the, the, the whole thing about like, um, other ways, you know, to, to do workings, say you want something returned to you, right? He is, he, he does rule thieves, right? Um, yes, if there's something that was taken or if there's just something that you want returned, sometimes people just do an energetic calling, you know, where they say, you know, like where they let go of what they no longer need, but all the energy that I put out there, you know, for this or that, I now call it back to me, you know, especially if they're like going through like broken up relationships, like that's a good time to call energy back I to like yourself that, that like you that. know, that you want to, you know, and then to let go of what you don't want to. Um, you know, I know a lot of people do workings with the moon, and but I think it's a good idea to see where Mercury is, too, mm -hmm. if you really want to, like, get your timing in, you know, um, just because they they are, um, I mean, Mercury, he's, you know, he's pretty, um, he's close to the sun, right? And so, in the astrological chart, the chart. You know, your sun sign is like the core of your personality and everything else gets filtered through the sun. And he was a messenger for the gods and Apollo was a god too. So, you know, he's he's a messenger. He's the one that's going to help carry your workings. I and he's supposed to see your core personality. Braxis has a question. <clears throat> I have a question. Uh, so yeah. I hear a lot of m m uh, Mercury retrograde but I don't hear a lot of Jupiter retrograde or Mars retrograde. Do, do they have similar things as that? Yeah, they all do. Um, you know, the, when, when we get to, so Mercury is very close to the sun and that's why we have so many retrogrades in a year because it, it, it's going around the sun faster, right? Sure. And, and this is true, like, even for transits in our chart, the further the planet is away from the sun, the less kind of drastic it feels because their cycles are much longer. That makes and sense. And so, um, you know, we do, I think we have a Mars retrograde coming up. So, like, Venus goes every two years and is in an eight-year cycle. By the way, if you Google Images, um, for this and you can see like sometimes people um, do like a little dotted line and they make really pretty designs and you can actually see like where Mercury does like this little loop but Venus retrograde makes this beautiful flower they yeah. call it the Rose of Venus um, in her retrogrades and of course you know Venus would be you know retrograde would be more about like um, more connected to relationships and finance and your values, what's important to you. You know, Venus is all about values. I mean, we say that she, you know, rules money, but there are other things that we value besides money, right? And so Venus retrogrades, um, they, they can be pretty intense. And then again, it all depends on where it falls in your chart. If you 
you know, are going to an astrologer and you're getting your transits read, ask them to put in the Mercury retrograde. Where, what house is it going to be retrograde in? And what planets is it going to make aspect to? And is that a, um, a beneficent or a maleficent? You know, I mean, I, I, I know some people really want to get away from like, you know, this is good or this is bad. But I mean, these are old astrology words, you know, um, you know, from books that are like even thousands of years old. Um, you know, that's how they describe them, you know, but a hard aspect or a soft aspect, you know, if you're having soft aspects, you know, this Mercury retrograde is not that intense for me um but it's not hitting a lot of my personal planets either you know so you know that's also something to take into consideration what is it doing to your natal chart that's gonna affect you too and can you explain um, what a natal chart is yeah. you bleeped out can you explain what a natal chart is <laughs> uh natal means birth and so the natal chart is um, basically, it's a picture of the sky at the moment of your birth and where all the planets were at that moment of your birth. And that's how you'd figure out what house you're in or mm -hmm. something like that. Yep. The first house is your ascendant, and that is that starts, or they also call it your rising sign, and that is at the moment of your birth where the earth meets the sky right that line that's the horizon it's whatever constellation is in that on that line that's your rising sign and that's the beginning of the house <clears throat> now there are different kinds of astrology so i'm just talking about like basic side real like i'm not talking about there's um you know different schools definitely different schools of astrology out there and so if you were going to do, like, um, I can't think of the name of it, yeah, but the one that's connected to Ayurveda, yeah. um, you know, like, they might do it a little differently, and then there's different house systems. Some people use equal house systems. I don't. There's tropical astrology. Mm -hmm. So the one that is set, most people probably just use, and what I'm talking about is the one, if you go to astro.com, it's the one that's just set there. Yeah. Like the default one, when you pull up a chart at astro.com, uh -huh. that's what I'm talking about. Okay. So since being a midwife, you said there were some things... Yeah, so certain skills that we need to review from time to time because we don't use them all the time, right? So that's yeah. a good time to review, like, resuscitation or, um, you know, um, other emergency skills, like how to handle a shoulder dystocia because you might not see that all year. So Mercury retrogrades are a good time to go back and review if there are things that you have to review. Mm -hmm. Like, there's definitely ways that you can use the energy. Yeah. Well, we were talking about it on the phone the other day and how I had said to you that I thought it was a very interesting time to be seeing this big old Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial happening during a Mercury retrograde, retrograde. right? This is something that he has sat on and been unable to speak about for years. And we go, while it, we've probably been in a Mercury retrograde, it probably started a little after maybe the trial, but definitely a shadow time. It's been 23 yeah. days of being in the courtroom, but it, the bulk of this is happening in 
a Mercury retrograde. And then you whipped out information that I was just, again, of course. And of course, Mary knows it. <laughs> like what yeah. Johnny Depp's so he's, he's sign a Gemini, is in. So that's, he's you know, a Gemini. That's Mercury rules Gemini. Right. So the fact that he couldn't speak about it you know, for the and the fact that he's choosing to do it now and do it publicly is very Gemini because mm-hmm. he needs to talk about it. Yeah, he needs to talk about it. Um, and then what I was saying on the phone, <laughs> we were getting into. I'm like, this is this is so Neptune. Like everything mm-hmm. about this is Neptune, you know. And I went and I looked at his chart, and I think it was like um, early on, in, like right around the time of their marriage. I, I looked at the timeline. And he had Neptune square his Mars, and then I think in 2016 it conjuncted his Chiron, mm-hmm. and then in 2019 it squared his Sun. And I'm like, he he definitely feels deceived. He feel, you know, he said um, there's that one clip they keep playing over and over again. How he said, um, uh, you know, you 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 don't exist. You know, kind of like you know, you're with this made up person in my head, and that's what Neptune will do to you. It will like it will have you seeing things completely in a fantasy, and then when the transit passes, it's like, whoa! Like you're you're not real. Like yeah. that wasn't real. Yeah. And so I think he did feel sort of deceived or disappointed, or you know, even if he recognized that he deceived himself, you know, there was definitely like that letdown of like, um, and then you know, Neptune can also cloud things up. Um, you know, in terms of like lies. So, you know, Mercury does rule the truth and lies, but Neptune can definitely cloud that up, you right. know. And with the so, Venus yeah, square. I, just, I think there's a lot of Neptune going, you know, the, all the drug use, the alcohol use, not just like with um, him and her, but like even some of their witnesses, like the one what got up there and she's like, was there a time I wasn't sober? I was like, oh yeah, there was <laughs> lot, lots of it, lots of booze and, that was you know, um, <laughs> And so that's that's all Neptune. Yeah, he was going through some pretty heavy-duty Neptune transit. So, and yeah, we were talking about that. That's why we were like, what should we talk about? Because, you know, I was like, we could talk about that. But then I thought about the whole Mercury thing, and I'm like, if, if you know, it's great that people are becoming aware of it, but I think it's really important to just, you know, go back to, like, how do we work with this energy to, to our advantage, and how do we learn to just kind of go with the flow? Like, know it's coming and not be like oh my god you know mm-hmm. and you know sometimes even though I've been working with this for over 25 years like there are still times where um I'll come out of a retrograde and I'll be like whoa that was intense you know where I'm just feeling it and then there are other times where I feel like I'm just kind of gliding by you know and I'm just with the flow you know like it's retrograde sure like almost like it helps not to get mad at the little stuff because I just know that the energy is going a certain way, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it would be, a, uh, you know, sitting down and looking at the, you know, starting with Mercury being that first planet, um, knowing the stories of those Roman gods, <coughs> right? And then yeah. the properties of I don't know, what they rule over and then applying it to your life and I think that it's probably even beneficial to have it in your date book, right? Prepare so that you, it doesn't punch you in the face. You know, had I done that, I had I written that down in the calendar, like Tamra, Mercury is going retrograde. I know 
that I would have thought, oh, fuck, I gotta get those tires done. But, and sometimes you know, that happens, I though, been prepared. because, um, so, you know, my, my son and his father just left back to New York to go do some work, mm-hmm. and I was like, you better go before Mercury's retrograde, <laughs> and, um, and he got the truck fixed, and, um, it was in the shadow, and then he left, and believe it or not, in Indiana, the part that the guy put in, like, was malfunctioning. Oh, oh my no. lord. So he had to get it re-replaced. Oh. Is somewhere but in Indiana? It, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So even when you, you know, you even prepare. sometimes when you, you know, when you look ahead, you know, but it ended up being okay, like. He called me and he was stressing out and he saw some guy over there and I guess, it, you know, the guy was just like, well, I really don't have time today. And then I Googled where he was at and I said, well, there's a place right up the road if you could make it. And he was like, they were the nicest people and I got a room and they had a shuttle and they picked us up and it nice. was actually not like such a bad experience. It's just that it sucked. It delayed him, right? Bucks. But considering he was like, yeah, didn't know where he was and, you know. Yeah, he had a little delay. Yeah. So, yeah, he's thinking, now he's, like, talking about coming back. I'm like, not before the second. (laughs) (laughs) Stay away, You better plan on the third. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, um, you know, again, how interesting that it's now, with that trial, it's now gone to... The jury, right? The jury's going to have to do talking as they come out of a Mercury retrograde. It's just nuts to me. It's nuts to me, and I love it so hard. Like, I love yeah. I love knowing that and being able to see how things play out. And I, you know, I don't think it's about believing in astrology. I mean, it just is, right? You can pay attention to it, or you could ignore it. But I feel like if you pay attention to it, Number one, it's super cool and you can learn stuff, but you can prepare for things and benefit. And as magical people, you know, you can utilize that energy for the work that you're doing. Before you had talked about something of um, getting ri- like working with the moon and getting rid of of things and how you can do that in a Mercury retrograde as well. Well, this Mercury retrograde is also right now in a waning moon so you got like double action on top of that i would think yeah yeah and and yeah then just about bringing things back um you know to yourself calling things back um getting things back you know especially if or you know sending things back right when we do workings right that's a one that we do we send things back to where they came from Mm -hmm. do it during a retrograde you know send it back Right. Like, go with the flow. Like, the natural energy is going to work with you to take it back if you need to send something back yeah. to someone or something, you know, if you find yourself in that position, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you can, if you can wait for a retrograde. Um, because it just, it's going to take it. Ironically, um Samuel has gotten booted off of our Zoom call. There is a storm moving through here, and he's trying to come back on, but he's having some trouble. So he says, 
Ask Mary about good ways to petition Mercury for an easier <laughs> retrograde time. LOL. <laughs> so that is something. So I, I'm glad you said that because I was going to bring that up. So I don't know that much about petitioning. Um, I do know that there's a Facebook group that's mm -hmm. dedicated like just to like, um, uh, you know, Hellenistic um sort of religion right and yeah. they they have all sorts of ways to like build an altar and i would again go back to you know things about a mercury i know that he rules copper so you know i would definitely put some copper you know it's funny he rules. you know in the old books they say he rules coinage but mm -hmm. like i don't know are young people even gonna like coinage right right like, well but it's funny he's on a he you know they made mercury on the the dime, the dime. At one point. Yeah, I have a few of um, those. Yeah, he's got like the little hat. Um, I would definitely say that, um, you know, he's, you know, he stole the cows from Apollo, you know, I don't know, maybe like, if you have um, something like representative of a cow, putting it on the altar, um, things like that. He's, you know, he's very youthful and playful and curious. And so, yeah, you would just think about, like, you know, what he would like. Yeah, offerings. Um, yes, mm -hmm. make an offering. And so, and I definitely feel, you know, especially, like, now that I'm uh, riding, you know, I picked up a motorcycle last year. Like, I definitely always put a little something out, you know, once it's the shadow, you know, not just mm -hmm. for myself, but for, like, all the, you know, you become super aware, right, when you're doing yeah. something. So for all my biker family, right, um, just put, like, a little extra, you know, something out there, protection. And, you know, I definitely ask Mercury for help, you know, right. um, and put it out there. Um, but, yeah, I definitely, any kind of traveling, really at any time, it doesn't have to just be the retrograde, but any time there's like any kind of traveling going on like I think he just said that he's about to go to Kentucky so you know mm -hmm. protection in your travel ask for a little protection because he he's a guide you know I mean that that's what he does right mm -hmm. um so you guys probably would know better than me like I would even ask you like knowing what you know about him or if he thought about it I bet you know it would come to you even intuitively I bet you would have some really good ideas of like how to build an altar and petition him. Absolutely. I would even say because he rules writing, you know, definitely write that down. You know, like write your petition down, yeah. you know, yeah. like no, that makes sense. don't just speak it, you know. Yeah, write it down. I was thinking just now when you were talking, um, we both work in, in birth and I'm pretty sure you had once told me too that you in your in your natal chart is your mercury retrograde i am yeah right and Kieran, one of my sons is retrograde too and i had put things together from a, a reading that i'd had from somebody and just ended up throwing some cards on my boys and saying you know your second one will probably bounce around with like a lot of different careers don't get upset about it like he he's gonna find his thing and then within days you and i were talking about how you know it's taken me a while but i've you know you've bounced around to different kinds of jobs and careers and how that might be um 
a, a trait of people that are born with mercury retrogrades. Yeah, so here's the thing, you could really even get very specific. So I was born with Mercury retrograde and I definitely, like I know there are people that are like, yeah, you know, this is my job and I've known since I was like two that this is what I was supposed to be doing. And I was never like that. I mean, I was like 30 years old going, I don't know what I wanna be when I grow up. 35 mm-hmm. years old, I don't know what I wanna be when I grow up. Like I had no idea. Like I had jobs and everything, but nothing was fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't really, didn't feel like it was really like my work my life's calling and um they say if you do a progress chart and you which is where you take a day for a year and you see where mercury goes direct so say in a progress chart that mercury goes direct when you're 10 years old Uh then at 10 years old you're gonna feel that direct energy and you'll find your way Oh, so, neat. like, in his chart, you could do a progress chart and see when Mercury goes direct, and that will show you when he might begin to find, like, a little bit more of a direction. Okay. I'll have to look into that. See? Yeah. I mean, I'll help you with that. I know I just, but, you know, and also, too, going back to, like, how astrology can be very specific, you know, you can, if there's something that you want to happen, um or if you're doing a working, but you look at like the day in the shadow period, say it's the first of the month, right? And then when Mercury retrogrades back to that first degree, um, that can be also when that thing comes back to you. So Mm -hmm. for example, I had a friend and she was having issues with her job and she was like, they're going to, you know, have a meeting about it and blah, 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 and then I'll know, like, when I'm going to. And so I looked at when it was, the day that it happened, and then I saw when it was going to retrograde back to that on that day, and I said, you'll know by this day, and exactly to the date is when she found out. There you go. Great, great. So you can, but it, you know, it doesn't always work out that way, but yeah, a lot of times you can figure things out, mm-hmm. or... You know how I was just saying to you the other day this isn't an exact thing this isn't a shadow thing but just like I was saying that um, Deb Halen she's the indigenous uh, what is she like the interior Interior something Department of the Interior she made an announcement in June of 2021 when Mercury was retrograde in Gemini that she was going to investigate the boarding schools in the United States. Yeah. And then she just released her report a year later during a Mercury retrograde in Gemini. It wasn't the same degree. Mm-hmm. And it was a year apart. It wasn't even the same cycle. Right. But she made the announcement, and the final report was done while Mercury was retrograde in the same sign. Wow. And this is the the Native American boarding schools in the United States. You know, we've heard about how Canada has been investigating mm-hmm. them and finding, you know, the, the buried bodies of children. Right. And she's the first Native American um, person to hold this office. And so, you know, it's, it, the, the line between Canada and the United States is invisible. But, you know, it's man-made. It's not like there's really a line. So I knew if they're finding these things in, in Canada, they're going to find these things here. But the fact that they were even looking is pretty important and then very interesting. Yeah. And a big She's project. She's the Secretary of Interior. Yeah. 
a, a really big project, so I'm, I'm sure it wouldn't have, you know, how can you in, uh, investigate something like that within one cycle of a retrograde? But interesting that similar, the, the same sign. So, right, and yeah. it's an investigation going back in time, right? right, to see what happened. Right, very, very cool. And it came to light, yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, I was even thinking about, um, you know, his connection to, you know, uh, on another subject, helping helping the soul cross over, right? And then, um, oh. you know, thinking about, uh, your post the other day about the the dream yeah. and why you know we maybe dream and then I said maybe on some level you know our souls are helping in some way you know yeah my I had I had yeah. a maybe a, it's even just to be like an escort that way you know right <laughs> your dogs <laughs> yeah he's talking to me <laughs> I had a, a really like I had a dream on Tuesday morning that I just woke up kind of ashamed of myself. You know, I, I, I didn't wake up scared. I just woke up like, what the fuck? How would your brain even come up with that? You know? And then just a little bit later in the day, here's this horrible tragedy. And all of these children died. I mean, I did not have a dream of a school shooting, but I had a dream of, you know, a, a gathering, some kind of parade or gathering for a teacher and things moving too quickly and, and why are these children playing in the street and, and trying to rescue one of them and having to get them medical attention and having to walk back through the now the dark and seeing children dead in the road. It was, and I woke up from that like, that. what did you eat? You know, I think you asked me, like, what did you watch before you went to bed? And I said, I didn't watch anything. But you, you know, I think sometimes we, maybe we, yeah, you know, we pick up on these things and and maybe it does have to do with parts of your soul that are helping the big psychopomp like Mercury or his Greek equivalent Hermes or even that's why he gets along so well with Hecate. You know, she's another one that can be liminal and can move between realms and go back and forth like that. Um, yeah, isn't she? She has a relationship with Mercury too, somehow, because she's involved in yeah. Persephone. She's yes. involved in that. Didn't she help get her back or something? Yes, she helps her mother. In the mythology, it's she's the one that uh, is the only uh, god that steps in and helps um, helps Demeter search for her daughter. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah, I mean, I hope that this like helps a little bit with like a deeper understanding and I Absolutely. hope that people like realize that it doesn't always have to be like a crazy shit right. show. Panic time. <laughs> when Mercury's retrograde, you yeah. know? And yeah. that we could use it to our advantage, right? Right. Um how might do you so I know you do, but do you do astrological charts and readings for people? And if so, how might yeah. they find you? Um, gosh, it's on my website. I don't even know what's on there. If somebody just wants the transits, which is kind of like what's going on now, mm -hmm. it's 125. But I really like to, 
I really don't like to do that for people unless I read their natal chart too, uh -huh. because that gives me a better idea of how they might respond to the transit. So if we do transit and um, natal, then it's 175. But if I've already done someone's natal chart and they come back to me, which people don't have to come back a lot because I usually do transits for the whole year. Mm, okay. Um, and, you know, sometimes you get a little bit beyond that because, you know, if there's a, say Pluto can be, like, it's a very slow-moving planet. And so a transit from Pluto could go on for a year and a half to two. So sometimes it goes even a little bit beyond that. Um, and then I also, you know, another... Um, planet that I really love that's not really a planet but it's the moon and so I've also been offering these moon readings where we just focus on the moon like I don't do a whole natal chart but mm -hmm. just the moon and what house is it in and uh, what aspects are you know happening and were you born during a new moon or a full moon um, that also has an effect and um, what sign is it in um, all of that um, can tell us like a lot about a person wow. and so I've been offering those moon readings and I think that's 125. Okay. So the, the readings are an hour but if I do a natal and transit it's an hour and a half. Okay. And, and how much was it if you already had the natal after you do that once what was it after that? 125 and then that's an hour and we go through all the transits and I do include so I never used to do this but um the last like maybe four or five years, like I realized how important it is. I do all the planets uh, where they are now and how they're affecting, but I also put in the Mercury retrograde and I put in the eclipses. Oh. Because you know, we have anywhere from four to six eclipses. And you know, just like Mercury retrogrades, like we could kind of sometimes just get away with them and not really feel it too much personally. Mm -hmm. But if it's hitting, and it has to hit pretty exact, you know, in a chart, um, for it to really have like that big effect uh, unlike other transits where you could have like an orb They call it an orb mm -hmm. where it could you know You could have like a three or four or six degree Difference with the eclipses it has to be right exact But if that eclipse is hitting something in your chart right exact it's gonna hit you a little bit harder, right? Wow, what is your website? Else, yeah. What's your website called? Where people can find magicalmoongarden.com magicalmoongarden.com so i'll put a link in the yeah. in the website show notes too so people can find you and schedule readings yeah. and uh obviously we know we can see here how much mary knows about astrology so <coughs> that's probably a bang up reading right there i have a question ah. uh sorry i didn't mean to yell okay. in your ear hello hi back here i have a question <laughs> um <laughs> so if somebody was going to you know start their journey on you know figuring some stuff out about the planets is there one particular book or learning tool or something that might help them on their way down this path I mean if someone just wanted to learn the basics the very basics um, which is you know, it's kind of like learning the alphabet. So astrology is a whole language, right? And so um, really any like beginner book, I mean, the book that I was using to teach my son is the book that like I was reading 
40 years ago. It's called The Only Way to Learn Astrology. But you just, mm -hmm. you want to know the planets and, you know, what they mean. You want to know, you know, have an idea about the signs and get a feel for them. You know, understand that, you know, just the basics, like that some signs are feminine, some signs are masculine, then there's elements and learning the elements, and then there's modalities. That's all just basic, like, alphabet. And so you could take any book with that. And then once you learn the basics, um, you know, there are a lot of astrologers out there doing um, a good, like, um, how to, you know, how to read a chart. And then that would be... And then after that, I really suggest, like, picking an area that you're already involved in and then focusing your astrology on that area. So, for example, like, I'm not going to, like be doing astrology for somebody to help them with the stock market right I don't know anything about the stock market but there are astrologers who are stock market experts yeah and they are also astrologers and they advise people I've heard that all the time and you better believe mercury is very heavily involved I like, like they watch the heck out of mercury mm -hmm. um, so so yeah so I mean and that's you know part of like why I wanted to do the moon readings because I work with the moon energy a lot. You know, the moon, you know, I'm midwife and a birth work for a long time. Um, you know, all, all of that stuff is connected to the moon, right? Mm -hmm. Breastfeeding is connected to the moon and um, birth is connected to the moon and mothering is connected to the moon. Um, so, you know, I wanted to kind of... Um, put a little focus on that. So that would be, you know, that would be my other, um, you know, suggestion. You know, the other thing, I am also an herbalist, and so something that I've been, I, I'll just say I'm dabbling in it because even though I know my astrology and I know my herbs, doing astro-herbalism is, it hasn't clicked for me yet. But I've been um, really trying to focus on that. I don't know. I guess it's about maybe been like a good five or six years already. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a gentleman by the name of Seja Popham. Mm -hmm. He's an herbalist, I think, out in Washington State. And he has a lot of YouTube videos and he has a newsletter. And it's all based in medical astrology. And really, like... That's the way astrology was done in the ancient world, right? Like, they, they weren't like, come to me and we'll give you a reading, you know? It was part of everyday life. And if you were in medicine, you understood the stars. And that's why you'll see in your magical book, that's where the, the astrological signatures got addressed to, like, the magical plants that you work with. Because if you were a healer, if you were a doctor in the ancient world, like, you were doing it with astrology. Yeah, okay. That was, like... Part of it, it just, you know, was infused in their everyday life. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I would say. Find any book just to learn, like, the basic, the alphabet of, of astrology. And once you get the alphabet down, and I, I know everyone's typing these days, but I highly recommend, like, re drawing the symbols with your hands, mm. you know, with a pen and a paper. Right. The symbols for the planets, the glyphs for the... And memorize them that way. And um, and then once you do that, then, yeah, it's just a matter of figuring out, like, what direction you want to go with it, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm sure that there are a lot of people that do, you know, a lot of different um, workings. You know, there's, you know, manifesting using astrology, and there's all kinds of stuff out there, yeah. you know, all kinds of, you know. I know Kaipacha has a school um, where that's, you know, he probably, they probably do like a basic something. I don't know what the, the cost is. You could probably also, a lot of what I learned is self-taught, even though I had a lot of teachers here and there. Um, I mean, a lot of it is just, you know, um, it doesn't matter how many teachers you have, you still have to learn like the basics, the alphabet, you know, like all the signs and, you know, what are their domiciles and where's the fall and what element are they? And once you, you get that down, then you could go, you know, anywhere, any direction. Awesome. Well, thanks for the advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, yeah. it was so fun. Yeah. I will take any time to talk astrology with Mary to kind of give me a little heads up yeah. of, you know, what do I need to expect, Mary? What do I need to look out yeah. for, Mary? <laughs> and I learned something, too. You did. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, love you, love you. Thank you so much. I love you, love you, love you. It was nice meeting you, Mary. Testing what? Testing the microphone. Testing your face. Huh? Samuel, what you got to say? I, I honestly don't have anything to say. Nothing. I'm just glad that this is working finally. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mary, you talk. 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 We're gonna talk. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna Are we gonna fall back into our Long Island girls here? Oh, please do, please, yes, so fucking much, <laughs> <Yeah>. dude. <do. laughs>